This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Are you troubled by stale podcasts in the middle of the night? Do you love films that feature the busting of spooks, specters, or ghosts? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Ghostbusters Resurrection is an RPG audio drama combining tabletop gaming and cinematic paranormal elimination adventures. Call the professionals at nerdyshow.com slash ghostbusters. We are ready to believe you. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. It contains content that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. All Nerdy Show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to RPG from Scratch, our special coronavirus update. Uh, I've got here with me, nobody because of social distancing, joining me from the, the whole internet away is Max oh, and Liam. Hey, how's it going? From a... <laughs> He wants us to from think, a deep underground bunker. This is an ongoing thing now. Max wants wants us to think that there's an extreme delay in our conversation. Uh, but we're trying to keep the audio quality up. Let us know if it sounds like crap. But um, there's a lot uh, that has to change for us to keep this going now. Um, but we are into it. We're committed to it. So while we all are stuck inside, we are going to keep each other from going crazy and help keep you from going crazy. So we co- we put out a call to our patrons and asked what kind of content that they would like during all of this. And and they were loud and clear. They want more world building, more monster creation, more artifacts, as well as finding creative ways to use uh, streaming services like Twitch. We took that to mean other games. So while we're pivoting to do that kind of thing, we kind of wanted to just throw in an extra little design episode uh, where we give a little world building. And we, we kind of spitball the kind of things we're going to be coming up with. So as of now... The Leyliners campaign is on hiatus because we just don't have the equipment to begin it again, at least not remotely. And we were kind of in the middle of a big involved prison break. A big to-do. We were thin lizzy. A big thin lizzy when this all went down. So now what we're going to do is create a new campaign. We're going to get your input as we do. And Liam is leaning out of frame. You can't see any of this. This is only going to be an audio recording. I know. <laughs> They're just I fucking know. with me. Um, yeah. <laughs> We've been stuck inside for a while. This is... Yeah. But the plan is to pick a tabletop environment online that we all feel comfortable with. We're going to stream it over Twitch after we decide what kind of campaign we're going to run. And you're going to help us brainstorm what kind of campaign it will be over Twitch. So with that out of the way, how are we doing, guys? You, you on crazy yet? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I, uh, I was on my floor in my bathroom in my underwear with a blow dryer for about 45 minutes today. That was fun. Oh, important to have a dry sack. Yeah, you got to get the taint. That's uh, that's what I got. I got the taint, and I uh, thawed out my my freezer. So they called me in high school old dry taint. <laughs> the old dry taint. The old dry taint. Before we get into world building, actually, we hadn't heard from Max yet. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, 
The sunglasses working for you. Appreciate. I'm just like living my best life here in Australia. I can see all the porn you're watching in the reflection of the sunglasses, though, so it's uh, a little weird. That's you with your clothes off. He's just, it's the screen. Oh. We can all see that. These are x-ray goggles. (laughs) But only in the reflection? Yeah. That's a horror story waiting to happen. Okay, so last we left off, we did step six. We focused on step six zealotry and citadel, and we've done step six death. Mm-hmm. Who's next on the chopping block? Or will the ice, 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 baby? Ice. All right, let's pull up ice. I think ice needs more single target damage. I don't disagree. They got a pretty good one last time, though. All right. So when you make a core ice character, your damage and your armor increase by your endurance. Uh, you get resist five ice. And you ignore five ice resistance. Uh, Ray of Frost targets all creatures within within the ray. And if you spend your move action to augment this ability, the closest creature to you that was hit by the attack gains the bane described below. And that means they're just slowed until the end of your next turn. Is that a bird mask? Yes. Okay, good. Um, They wintry step. They don't provoke attacks of opportunity from... Enemies impaired by movement impairing effects or the environment. Mm-hmm. Then Javelin of Ice, uh, which is a powerful single target attack that they can augment to do more damage by spending their move action. Frigid Sphere is their first scene ability, and uh, it immobilizes a creature and adjacent enemies are slowed. Step two, cold-blooded. Enemies that hit you are slowed. And a daily snap freeze. You concentrate before releasing a massive burst of cold. This is, that's in a cone five. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, affected creatures are slowed until the end of your next turn, but it does big damage. Tier twelve I plus your level. We haven't, yeah, we haven't seen that in in reality yet. Nobody's done. Nobody's gone ice that far. Yeah, ice sculptures in step three. It's the at will. You can just make things out of ice, and they're as strong as steel. And you can spend a swift action to make them explode and deal damage. Great, great, great. Which is good. How many can you have? I think three. A number equal to your composure. Mm. which is that makes sense yeah step four glacier it's a move action and a wall of ice grows behind you as you walk and it's indestructible provides cover and concealment and lasts for three rounds which that's extreme denial but step four and it's a scene ability it's golden and then step four uh, or sorry and then their daily for step four is cryostasis it's an immediate action utility daily you become encased in ice and nobody can hurt you and uh (laughs) It, I love that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's a triggered ability, and the trigger is your damage by an attack or an effect, and it's, the damage is reduced by half until the start of your next turn. You cannot be damaged and cannot perform any action of any kind. Uh, then step five, at will utility action. As a swift action, you imbue a weapon that, with a chill that erupts on impact. It deals damage when they hit, and it slows them. Great. But it has to be on an adjacent ally as a swift action. And then snowball, which is... I was a big fan of this one, is uh, at will attack. You throw a snowball, range 10, and its damage increases by one tier for every space it travels. And if an enemy, if it hits an enemy fully 10 spaces away, it explodes in a burst one, and it targets all creatures in burst and slows everybody. I do love that. Yeah. And then cold spot is their utility scene action, swift. One enemy currently slowed by you is immobilized until the end of your next turn. Great. Got 11 immobilization. It's, uh, ice is good at denial and single target damage. I kind of want to augment their single target damage, though. All right. A little bit. So augment with an attack or with 
a a boon? That's a good question. I don't know. I think they have enough attacks. Fire gets things that improve their chance to hit when they have multiple attacks. And they do a lot of area of effect attacks. And the area of effect increases the chance to hit of their next attack and the damage of the next attack. What if... Just the damage of the next attack, not the hit. No, you're right. You're right. I was thinking of the thing where if you hit multiple squares of a larger enemy, you deal more damage against that enemy. So what if a similar... We're at step six. You're, you're committed to ice. Mm-hmm. What if we do something similar to what fire has, but instead of increasing chance to hit, it increases damage on consecutive hits? Because the idea is you're making them colder and colder and colder. Okay. So what, what would you add per... So I would say the effects... Oh, should it be ice-specific or just your effects you know what i mean like it just you just add a chill to everything you do so if you're if you're like hitting people with a weapon this should still happen if you're step six ice yeah yes actually yeah okay so what i'm thinking is something that just adds damage adds growing damage the longer you strike the same target and it doesn't have to be how about it doesn't even have to be something that dealt damage because the idea is you're just bringing the temperature down lower and lower and lower so, like, if you, sl- if you hit somebody with, um, if somebody strikes you and they get slowed from that, that mm-hmm. counts as you have hit them with one effect. Does that make sense? So your mm-hmm. next attack against yeah. them, if you, if you land your absolute next thing against them, you'll deal more damage because you've affected them with your cold already. I mean, yeah, there's flavor for it. That gets pretty gnarly because then you can double up on those effects happening. Well, what if it's a flat increase? Right, so like only it only improves by whether like by a, the state of whether if you hit them last round is a yes or a no. But it, but it increases, correct? Every round, not immediately. Like if I hit them with three things on one round, it would only increase the damage for the next round, not for each thing that round. I'd rather the de- increase in damage be able to scale with being granted attacks, doing opportunity attacks, secondary attacks, than having them being hit be the trigger. Well, I think that's just one of the things. Let's say you're ice champion, right? You run mm-hmm. in and you hit a guy with a thing. And on that guy's turn, he hits you with a thing. Does that yeah. count as two stacks? I think, yeah, right? Like the, you were step six ice. That's a fun... But you said once per round. Yeah, I was thinking that. But I can throw that out too. Because yeah. if we make the bonus small enough, then we can allow them to stack it. Like they're playing tactically to really yeah. ramp up. No, I, I want them to stack. Okay. I don't want hits to count for the stack. What if it's a flat one extra damage? Oh, I think it'd be better than... I think you could make it higher than one. Well, well, I mean, like, with hit stacking, right? So an enemy hits you with double strike on your next turn. Well, that's two more stacks. My next turn, I'm going yeah. to hit him for three in, extra instead of just whatever it was. I, I still don't want to have the hits count toward this. I think you have to be active to get it happen. Even though when you get hit, it makes it cold... But I think you have to be putting effort into it to, to I get... I I guess I feel like the idea is, you know, if you've got ice armor, like, your character's always kind of putting effort into this effect. You know what I mean? Like, they, they want to be... They want to punish people for moving, for being hit by them, and for even mm-hmm. daring to attack them. Like, that's... It's just... It's a bad idea, because they're going to... They're just going to wear you down, and you're going to get colder and colder and colder. I mean, yeah. I guess if you just want to do it, it's... But it count it for every... Mm-hmm enemy but that's not that difficult yeah well does it get reduced if you miss for a round reduced by one like if you didn't affect that enemy for one round i don't think so i mean if it's again if we're going with straight temperature drop no 
Hmm. It would persist. Right. Well, no, what I'm, but that's what I mean is it doesn't fall off totally. But like, let's say I've got five stacks against this guy and I miss him and he misses me. He's down to four stacks. Taken. Mm-hmm. You know, it drops by one for every round that you don't hit him. So then, but then there's a situation where getting hit can affect the stack, mm-hmm. but them not hitting you and you hitting doesn't not affect the stack. Can you explain? There is a, a yes, positive, no, neutral situation. I guess I don't understand. Can you, can you elaborate, like, give me an example of... If you only count hits, if you miss, you take a negative. If you count mits, misses and hits, you can hit and then not drop. You still increase. The hit ratio, because the miss can't count against you, is a situation where that can only grow. Like, even with a plus one, against how many rounds with a boss do you think you would get hit and hit them? How high do you think you could stack that in a boss encounter? Six or seven. Oh, I think if you burn through them, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think you could. Boss fights don't have to be as long as they were before because we can. The bosses get extra actions every round, you know. Mm -hmm. So, a three-round boss fight would still be very intense. Yeah, but it's also a situation where that you can be attacked multiple times that round. That seems rife for abuse. That there's so many triggers for this stacking. Okay. That it's that it's so non-specific. Okay. Okay. So let's let's try to let's try to see what the abuse would look like, right? Like let's if it's a, if it's just a plus one, right? Let's say round one, you fire off an attack against this boss, right? So mm-hmm. already, boom, stack a one. Let's say that boss hits you also in that round. Now you're at stack a two. Or second round, you throw an ice lance at this boss and it hits. You do the damage you would have dealt plus three, right? Mm-hmm. And which that's fine, but it's I just I imagine a situation in which you have a boss, he hits you twice in a couple of rounds, and then you you get to stacks of eight and nine, mm-hmm. and then that just will have ended the the situation. Yeah, I think that's um I think that's okay though. That's the thing we just tried to dump with champion. No, well, only only you can stack this faster. The problem with Champion was um, it was against everybody. I'm just saying this uh-huh. is against a single target, and it also doesn't increase your chance to hit, which is what the thing that we nerfed with Champion. Which is, yeah. Yeah, the chance to hit increase was really the thing that made it horribly oppressive. But I don't know. I think if, if you've been hit that many times by the boss that this is exploitative, you're, you're in bad shape. Like, you need a little mm-hmm. boost. Well, let's, let's think about it. I, I, I kind of like the idea just because the flavor works. You know, it, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. on brand for ice of just punishing, being punished for trying to do anything. It's just heavy control. Like, you know, like, yeah, I'm slowing you down and I'm doing these stacks, but do you really want to attack me and get slowed? You know, like that's the, mm-hmm. they're kind of the citadel of the casters. Well, I think it'll be fine. And we should just, if it is a concern for me, but we'll just play test it. Yeah. Cause we're also I, steps right down though. At step six, yeah. it's like an extra flat 10 damage yeah. in turn five. Giving some backbone to a caster is never a bad idea, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what do we call it then? Winter's Grasp. Uh, I like that. Check. Winter's Bone. Huh. I, I think mm. Winter's Grasp I'd like to save for a move, you know? Okay. Okay. Something like... Um, Black Ice. What's about something getting colder and colder and colder over time? Like Deep Freeze... Um, frostbite. I like frostbite. Ooh, I do like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that yeah, works. Because it double meaning on that one. Yeah. You gonna mm-hmm. get bit. All right. Frostbite. It'll be a passive. What else do we think for ice? Do you have a? They already have a lot of defensive techniques. Mm-hmm. We just upped their damage. Mm-hmm. 
What can they do for their allies? Maybe they get a little a little synergy stuff. I like that. They have the ability to give them things made of ice and chill their weapons, do extra ice damage. Uh-huh. Could they somehow be medical? I do have to say, as a fire mage, making everyone's weapons all fiery felt dope as fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's very powerful. Theirs is one person at a time, but mm-hmm. it's at will. It's not a, it's not a scene. So how about ice armor? I like that. Ice shield. If they could give someone an ice shield. Well, they can already do that. I mean, as a, like a literal shield, they can literally make a shield out of yeah. ice and hand it to them. That's true. Well, do you want it? Do you want it to function like, like actual armor bonus or something like Radiance's bubble, where it has mm. limited? Yeah, because the caster, caster goes unarmored to gain bonuses. Mm-hmm. If they become then armored, do they lose those bonuses? Well, if they wear armor, I'm saying would that ice armor count? No. No, okay. I don't think so because it doesn't no. count for the. Ice Mage. It could be shielding. We could do some kind of shielding thing. Hmm. Maybe maybe a maybe a scene, but a bit like a big shield. Like just you could just throw it on one person and just go, Bruh, don't have to worry everybody? about you today. Ooh, How about okay, just everybody yeah. once? Just like I I snap my fingers and everybody, including myself, gets shielding equal to my composure or endurance. Intelligence. Because that way it doesn't fuck with your... If you're core ice, which you may not be at this point, Mm -hmm. and you already got four ice armor from having four endurance or whatever, Mm -hmm. shielding doesn't interact with that. So it's just extra until it goes away. I like that. Okay. Then how about double your endurance? That works Would it be endurance, though? It'd probably be composure, right? Because, like, the endurance... I'm just trying to think of what a caster would take. What would be there? Because other than in your core in ice, endurance doesn't affect anything. Mm-hmm. But being core ice, you want high endurance for the ice armor, and it adds to your spell damage. But if you're not core ice, endurance doesn't matter. Okay. Probably composure. How about that? Double your composure as shielding. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Till the end of scene. So if they don't use it, at the end of scene, it just goes away. Yeah. The ice melts off you. Yeah. What would we call it? A shield of ice. The f- Frost Legion. Frost uh, is cool, because frost grow- like goes on things overnight, right? Yeah. Mm. And you have to chisel through frost. They already have an ability called snap freeze. It shouldn't be something about freezing, but some kind of coating. You know, yeah. coating of frost. Glacial coating coating of frost works. There, I think we have a glacial one as well already. Mm-hmm. We have glacier, which is how when you move, you create a wall. Uh, yeah, coating of frost. I like coating of frost. I think at will. Sorry, not at will. Per scene attack action. Okay. So that way, it's you know, it's a big move double like if you've got three composure you're shielding everybody including yourself for six that's huge yeah yeah that is that's a great oh shit like move because mm-hmm. flaming that's weapons true. is a is an attack action as well right I should pull it up yeah i think so flaming weapon is also funny because usually the caster won't get the direct benefit that much but it kind of doesn't matter yeah it's just the flavor of like so everything's on damage. fire yeah Let's that see. would be way too much to add up yep um, flaming weapons is burst three attack action. How about copy it? Yeah. Everything's the same. Still per scene attack action, burst three, coating of frost. Double Done. composure. Like it. Sounds good. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What else do you want to do in ICE? A lot of control. None of that's control. Those are two pretty big, though. Like, that's heavy, pretty heavy survivability and potential pretty good damage upgrade in a single step. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking of something like a little small thing to give him. Yeah, you know. okay. Well, what uh well, we don't know cuz we haven't played ice, but what what would you imagine would bother you as an ice player? Oh, l- lack of your own mobility. Like death can teleport. Mm-hmm. Fire has a high dodge. It can get around stuff. Cuz like even having a lot of armor is good, but that means you're going to be hit by something that has a secondary effect more often mm-hmm. even if it's not damaging you. Hmm. Let's see. You know the thing where you put an ice cube down the back of someone's shirt? <laughs> a slip yeah. and slide? Kind of like that. Or like Iceman where he, he rides on a slide? I, oh, no. I, I was actually like... almost thinking that. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. or fro- or just how Frozone moves. Same. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> You make a sheet of ice. In fr- you make a sheet of ice in front of you, and you go real far, real fast. Well, I mean, zealotry is getting fucking wings. You know. That's yeah. True. Yeah. We are um, at the point of superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So how about we call it toboggan? We toboggan. let them move. I like. That. Yeah. We we let them move double their space or double their um du- their like speed. just it's just a free double move as a utility action. I don't hate that. I was trying also, to think it has some, to, some way to make it, it though, so it's. You could always had it if you set up for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something like uh, the space between you and a target, you can move at double speed if that target is affected by a move, like by by a movement slowing impairing or something like that. Ooh, yes. So you can only move towards that towards somebody, but then you free somebody further, and you can get like you leave like your attacks leave trails of ice or whatever. Any squ- how about any square <laughs> that ha- has been affected by one of your abilities, or is between you and an enemy that is affected by one of your abilities, you can move at double speed. How about this? You only move your real. Sp- you only move your actual speed, but all of it is considered disengaging. Oh, interesting. So you're you're not faster. You're just more mobile. I like that. You could you could tag two people and then you're like, uh, okay, well I just I'm gonna go up on this guy, even because you could do it to a dead body. Yeah. Right. Like as long as you'd hit him, you can slide. Hmm. What would you call? I think skate should be in the name. Yeah. Right. Because uh, free booting. Free booting. Skating rush. Um. Liam, you're my go-to on skateboarding terminology. Skateboarding. We just call it ice skate. Ice skate done. Right? Because it's. Because why we, not? Yeah. It's. That seems like fun. Where you just. Um, so, so mechanically, let's think about how we'd word it. So we, it would be if you affect an enemy or an area with an ice ability, 
any area or target that you've affected with one of your ice abilities within 10 spaces, you may move your speed, you may disengage your speed towards it or yes. away from it. Well, towards it, we'll say. Because you have to be between two to keep it up. Is there anything we could bounce off of in ice already? Not really. Wintry step, you don't provoke attacks opportunity from enemies who are slowed. Cold blooded, you. Because you... Glacier. Glacier's a, a move action. Move. Yeah, but it creates a wall after you. I'm just wondering if there's something we can build off of. What do you mean, build off of? I think, every, I think it automatically works with it. Right? It automatically builds off every ice ability. Yeah, I'm just reading back through the ice to see. I like, I like that. I think those three things together feel like a step six. Hell yeah. Better, like, better defense, better damage, and movement. That's a mm-hmm. full package. Step six ice. It's done. Sold right. American. Okay. So now we go on to... So let's do one step six for now. Let's move on to... Because we're spitballing a new campaign. Mm-hmm. We've got new monsters and artifacts and things like that to consider and come up with. Let's get into some monster making. All right. I've got two ideas. One is for a monster. One is for a subset of an intelligent race. Okay. What about you, Max? I have a monster, and I'm not sure if goblins count as monsters or intelligent creatures. Yeah, I think that's what we want with uh, Pawa, right? Pawa, right? We were saying like they're like a goblin equivalent. I think you could count them as both. Well, I don't know. They're on, they're on the line. Yeah. They're on the line. Because they have a society. I don't know. Okay. It doesn't really matter. Okay. We'll figure it out. All right, well, Liam, why don't you go first then? All right. First thing I'm pitching is a concept called the wild thing. The and wild thing? Is, All right. Tone Loke. It's just uh, if you mashed a big predatory cat with a giraffe. Okay. So it's... So a cat who can, like, drill its head into things? Uh, with natural reach to bite. Ouch. Um, it's almost like a so, like an egret. Like, it would it would hunt like that? Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. With a, a like a natural reach of, of two or three, pretty pretty bulky on the bottom, like bigger than an actual lion or tiger would be now. Mm-hmm. And you could have different varieties. There'd be a lion version, a panther version. A lion version would look like a feather duster. Yeah, it'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and that, but, Max's background is from hardball. Yeah. Major league. Major league. Yeah. Sorry. And the the, the downside, I think the downside for having really good natural reach so it does it can attack at three two and one squares because mm-hmm. it has natural reach Holy uh crap. that it takes um it's all critical hits against it are twice as likely to have happen because hmm. it's just it's got a lot of neck to hit what if it's something instead of messing with the die roll when they roll what if it's something like it has vulnerability five to crits or something like that okay yeah, where just they, extra they just hurt more crits. yeah I like that. So it's terrifying it's, beast. Yeah, I don't want to be anywhere near it. So it stretches its neck up like uh, like long cat. How how tall is it? How tall is it in feet? Do you think? All right. So a reach of three would be fifteen. So yeah, got to be more than that. I'm gonna say like nineteen feet. Nineteen feet tall if it's stretched. Yeah. Oof. And what do you think it normally goes low to the ground, like snakes through the woods? Uh, I think in a moment when it's just kind of hanging out, it would have its neck up high it'd be mm-hmm. looking for potential prey but not really going all out and then get very slinky and low when it's it's hunting. yeah that's that's cool it'd have to have a fat ass though to hold its ass down right? oh yeah like a backhoe or a crane i like that or fraser crane Ooh, yeah doctor he is the wild thing okay i like wild thing um that's that's like a colloquial 
term obviously yes. for it like there's probably some regional terms for like the something beast or whatever yeah depending on where it is it reminds me of like the depictions of jabberwockies i do like i do like nonsense monster names they're always fun mm-hmm. since some of the campaign we're going to be doing is going to be taking place underground what's a good underground creature that could be down there i'm thinking maybe some kind of well i was thinking for my goblins um little i remember the name not the little black bugs that have a armored shell around them not pill bugs or anything like that but they're just little dung beetles tiny insects with shells that would be goblin like and live in caves i kind of like that little mm-hmm. spears yeah <laughs> that could be fun so like kind of just like a loose collection of tectani like underdeveloped tectani yeah just shitty tectani yeah they would be more they would have a monarchy not to the level of a course yet you think they have a monarchy, or maybe they worship some kind of object that they think is alive? Ooh, yeah. Which would lead to a monarchy. But the monarchy doesn't have to be a big thing. Sure. But I like the idea of them worshiping. They have a high priest. Mm-hmm. Are they uh, venomous or anything like that, or are they just like little scrappy things like kobolds? I think little scrappy things. Mm-hmm. There could be venomous versions. Bigger. Okay. Urukai type. A literal bugbear. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of bug do they most represent? You were saying, like, not like a dung beetle or a rhinoceros beetle. Something yeah, like I'm that. looking up right now to see the big bad beetleborgs. Oh, so, carpet beetle. Carpet beetle. I li- I literally just lo- looked up little black beetle and carpet beetles came up. Oh, there's some that have like cool markings on them and stuff. Yeah, I think they would be in the caves and people would stumble upon them and. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe they live down there and, and, and they didn't have anything to do with what's going on, but they're like, get the fuck out. We live here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's the. I, f- I feel like Tectani would hate them. Yeah. Like, just just be the worst to them. They're like, you don't even, you're not, you're not a bug person. You can't hear the song. That's how this works. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine what they would think of people who couldn't hear the song. They would. Ostracize, baby. Well, they treat them like mm-hmm. muggles. Yeah. What, let them inherit the earth? <laughs> yeah, let them do whatever they want, apparently. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, well, we are, we're pretty tough as muggles. Yeah. One pistol would have solved all the problems in Harry Potter. Like, probably with the, just the bullets that it carried. The, See, the, the problem cracked. Is, what's that? They did, a, they did yeah. a cracked version where he ran away and he just shows up and shoots Voldemort. And he's like, did no one try shooting him? <laughs> this, is, this has all been like what? What? What am I? What am I doing here? It's against the wizard code. He's also he's Harry Potter through the lens of Hunter S. Thompson, and it's very funny. Yeah, it's great. I gotta check it out. Okay, carpet beetle, black carpet beetle, sometimes not black. Little little society. What do we call them? Diggers. Oh, uh, we call them the unsung. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that's a Tiktani name for them. Right? Yeah, but yeah, like. Almost like like kickums, you know, or something. Yeah. <laughs> something like. I like it. They're like kick three em. feet tall. They got spears. Yeah. Stronger than they look. Kickums. Everybody like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm thinking like Jawas. Yeah. 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 So not Pawa, like they're not Tuscan Raiders. They're Jawas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. We got them. Uh, those are good. Yeah. Can everyone look up a woodlouse real quick? Woodlouse. Yeah. Because I think that's something we need in the future. Oof. I kind of like the wood lice for, uh, for kickums. The ability to roll into a ball is cool. Yeah, you hear them rolling. You hate uh, them. I think, 
I think it would be. I think it. It looks like it wants to be bigger than three feet. I, I would know, like just... to make those big giant fuckers. Yeah, I, I, I think the... maybe that's why they call them kickums. Is because they turn into a ball and you kick them. Ah, yeah. okay, all right. <laughs> so the idea is they they show up with their spears and shit. And you're like, get the fuck out of here, and they all curl up in balls in defense. And you're like, get the fucking fuck God you, goddamn kickums. <laughs> goddamn kickums. Okay, I like that woodlouse. Hell yeah. Um. Okay. What about I'm trying to think of something just real bad that you wouldn't want to. They'd be very unhappy. Maybe a snake, you know? Ooh. Some kind of snake creature under there would be bad news. Be a kick em predator, for sure. Is that what they worship? Maybe they worship, like, they found this big stone that looks segmented, that almost looks like a kick em who's rolled up like a ball. And they'll be like, one day he will unfurl and help us fight the snake creature. I like it. Should the snake be an elder creature, or should it be a race of... It should, it should just be a species. It should just be there. a monster. Yeah, yeah, like maybe it's uh it's bioluminescent to try to lure prey, like on its Ooh, nose, yeah. and it looks like what would it what would it would have a symbol on it? I'm looking at cave snakes. They eat bats. They're mm-hmm. it's just got a face on it. People, the intelligent things like faces. Oh, that would be sp- spooky, right? Like yeah. So it's it has to close its mouth, and there's a little tiny area on the front of its mouth that looks like a that looks like a humanoid face that glows in the dark. And then when it opens, it's way bigger than that and eats people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And should we, we like the face should be jump ramp green. <laughs> yeah, we could call it like um, something like uh, they think it's a ghost or something that like a will o' the wisp. Yeah, like a will o' wisp, but it's actually a giant fucking snake. <laughs> you know, it's the name shouldn't have to do with it uh, it being a snake because almost no one knows it's a snake. Yeah, there's because the amount seen of people it, that have found one and killed it has been yeah. very few. People mostly just see it in the dark. The, the face, and then their friend's missing, and they don't know what happened. Yeah. So it could be something called, like, the Phantom. yellow stranger or... Um... Yeah, face in the fog, face in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the stranger. I do, too. A glowing pilgrim. The yellow visitor. How big is this? Ooh, I like that. I like the yellow visitor. Yeah. Yeah. People have stories the about them. They have, they're have they not related to snakes, the stories, you know? They're just like, yeah, they, they're a symbol of bad times. <laughs> the yellow visitor. Bob said he saw a yellow visitor. He was floating in the dark, man. He's looking at me, man. Okay. This this thing's got to be like 50 feet long. Yeah, at least. Because like, how long does an anaconda get? 30. Yeah, and they're not big enough to eat a, a full-grown person. Some of the 30-foot ones are. Yeah, but it's not. They're not going to surprise like a, a full-grown person and... Eat them whole. They have to constrict them and then slowly over time, you know. So I wouldn't think this is a constrictor. I think this is like a a venomous creature that can just immediately start eating you. Yeah. May exceed 29 feet. So let's let's say 50. 50 foot. Okay. God. Yeah, I'm going to have nightmares about it. Venomous snakes are just terrifying. They are. All right. What kind of snake are we going for? Like a pit viper? Uh, That's a good one. Pit vipers do have have fun faces. You know, though, I think cobra. Oh, Cobra's boring. Only because of the flare. Like, it just gets... Boring. Is it... The Pit Viper has the things on its head, right? Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. We don't really even need to base it on a certain snake, because just by designing the face, it's going to be unique already. You know, we know the shape of its head because... Well, generally, because it's a venomous snake. Mm Mm-hmm. Pit Vipers look fucking cool. Yeah. There's a purple one. Purple Pit Viper. What if it had a cowl at the end of it? Cowl? The hood that comes up? Mm-hmm. What if that was at the tail? Why? Would the know. tail have the face on it? Or that's too much like... I, I think it's scarier if the face is on its face. 
right? Like it's yes. looking at you directly, but you're not looking at the right part. Their faces just unfold. It's so unnerving. I almost think, so like rattlesnakes have a rattle at the end of their tail. Mm-hmm. What if these make like a flute noise? So it's almost like a music. Like a wind chime? Yeah. I like that. So it's just like a death parade? Well, I think it would be very faint, yeah. right? Like you'd see the yellow face yeah. and then you'd hear something that sounds almost like music, but there's no rhythm or anything. And it's no wonder the feet away. These things, yeah, because yeah, it's fifty feet away. But like behind, it, you think somewhere behind it, there's somebody playing music, and he's bringing it with it. But it's all this—it's just it's one animal that's going to eat you. So yellow visitor, right? Yeah. Okay, I think I think we got it. I think that's the snake itself should be like brown, but the face is very yellow. Yeah, I mean it could be whatever color because it's pitch black mm-hmm. down there. Okay. So and Liam, you said you had one more idea. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the Savathians and the Doom and how it probably just broke a huge like a pretty good percentage of the population just immediately went insane Mm -hmm. so i was thinking there could be a a concept of um the quicks and it's just people uh savathians who survived the doom and then kind of got locked in a loop of like the 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 hours preceding the doom oh okay so you just meet a shopkeeper in a ruined abandoned burned out whole city but he's just convinced that the shop is still open that everything's going okay Mm -hmm. and he can't be it's remembered past on a loop to his detriment. I like that. And it, and as much as you try to get like details about what happened, it's all too it's word salad. Like you can't like when it ever comes to that subject, you just can't get it can't get it out. Or even you bring up the the idea of like, "Oh, tell me more about your wife. What's her name?" And he's like, "Oh, I I uh, can't seem to remember her name right now." Mm-hmm. It, they're like ghosts, right? Like yeah, like, like a but living I, ghost. But I have many wares yeah. for sale. Just PTSD, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, Magical and they could PTSD. Yeah, they could just be fun, fun story elements. You know, mm-hmm. uh, potentially foes, depending on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I almost but, want to call yeah. them like revenants. You know? No, they got to be quicks. quicks. They got to be the quicks. Why? Because like quizlings? Because they're <laughs> no, because they're quixotic. Oh, okay. They're quixotic. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. Yeah. They just completely trapped in a different world. Yeah. Yeah, that could be cool. That or even for like a lot of story. You, you could even find them where they've tried to where where they're not in like an abandoned city they somehow wound up like in the mountain somewhere and have mm-hmm. like out of scraps tried to recreate where they were yeah. you know this, <laughs> it's just this means something yeah it's like it's like people you find in fallout yeah 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 okay i like that the quicks i have a monster oh let's it's called it. the breek breek mm-hmm. it is um bison-esque in behavior mm-hmm. but the young males roam out on their own they are rhino-sized snails. Oh, okay. I like this. And they eat through their feet. Their feet eat. Yeah, the bottom pad mm-hmm. is where their mouths are. I like that. That's so like great. a mushroom. The breek. They can eat anything, and the males will attack livestock mm-hmm. and eat them. I like that Take idea. Some... Yeah, they're, they're not super yeah. fast, but they're fast enough to be a problem. Yeah. Maybe at night, right? Because they're Big totally horns. quiet. They just go into a, like kind of a rage. Mm. Well, I, I figure it would just also just smash through regular fences without trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they like eat you with would like not... an acid that's like quick burning or anything? I was thinking kind of like a mushroom, yeah. Mm. Okay, I like that. The Breek. Um, that could be cool. We'll, we'll figure out what regions they inhabit and stuff like that. We should we should do yeah. one of those um, one of those heat maps like they do for uh game trails of like which which game you find in which areas, you know. Very cool. And do them for different different animals. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Which is in a kind of a rhino snail. Yeah. That acts like a bison. 
That's good. And a mushroom. Mm-hmm. It could even have a horn on its front, like a like a rhino, but it's part of its shell. Hell yeah. That's yeah. how the males would fight. Mm-hmm. They just turn sideways really quickly. It has a body <laughs> shell and a head shell. So like a helmet? Yeah. A pachycephalosaurus. Okay. I like that. And I think yeah. that's going to be it for today. We've got a, we covered a lot in this one. Um, and it's a good like interstitial one trying out our complete remote method of recording. So I, I want to thank uh, Max and Liam for joining me on this one. No yeah. Problem, dude. And you should have a lot more news from us in the future to help you with your isolation. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If the game we're making sounds interesting to you, check us out at patreon.com slash rpgfs. $1 patrons get access to the cutting room floor, where all of the off-topic comedy that was cut out of episodes is curated for your enjoyment. $2 patrons get the updated character sheets that they can use to make their own characters in our system. $5 patrons get access to every rulebook we release as we update them. $10 patrons get to create custom NPCs for use in our actual play podcast, Layliners. Also, if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. Every review helps. If you want to reach out to us with your gameplay ideas, please comment on our Patreon or tag us on Twitter. We are at homebrewombres. Thank you all again, and until next time, stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.